Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles, if you will. I'd like you to go to Matthew chapter 24. I want to go right into the scriptures tonight. And uh, you'll remember last week, I asked you to kind of take a homework assignment and read Matthew 23, 24, and 25. We've got a lot of word tonight, so stay with me. And um, we'll be moving right along. Tonight's going to be a powerful night. Amen. So thankful for the word. Thankful for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that the Lord is sharpening us. Thankful the Lord is sharpening us even now. <clears throat> Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. You can put this in your notes. And I've told you to go to Matthew 24. So you just put this in your notes tonight. This word says, surely the Lord, the sovereign Lord, he does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Surely the sovereign Lord doesn't do anything without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Now, we don't have to go back very far to remember what really took place. <laughs> I heard that pop open. Who's ever got that? It's coffee? Okay. I was like, okay. okay. It wasn't. <laughs> You've been had. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago in February of 2020, COVID, the, the news of COVID really hit the nations and hit our nation. But many of you know that my wife and I have a very special relationship in our life. Many, many awesome ministry relationships, but one of those special relationships is with Pastor John Kilpatrick from Church of His Presence in Daphne, Alabama. And it was in January, January 2020, Pastor Kilpatrick released this prophetic word. And I want to read it over you because I, I want to begin here as we begin to launch into the scriptures before we look at Matthew 24. He said that God is always preparing his people by revealing the future to us through his prophets. And then Pastor Kilpatrick shared that how he laid down in the middle of the night as he was in his bed. He was laying on his side and then he turned over on his other side. And when he turned, he said he was in another world. Listen to this good. He said when he turned over, he was in another world world. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything, but I knew everything. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything, but suddenly I knew everything. I can't explain that. That's what he said, but I knew everything. The Lord began to communicate with him, and he said, I heard him, and suddenly he heard me, but I never saw him, and the Lord spoke to him and said, son, Tell the people darkness is about to degenerate into gross darkness. It is coming. It is going to come soon. Gross darkness means that things will become spiritually dark. Tell them to be prepared. You hearing this tonight? Are you hearing this tonight? Tell them to be prepared. But I want you to tell them, the angels are coming to help you. The angels are going to come. 
And it's going to be so severe. I'm going to send my angels to help you get into the harvest. And they will be working with you. You may see them or you may not see them. But you'll know when they are there. You'll know when they're there. And you'll know by the way that things are getting accomplished so quickly. You'll know that they are getting things accomplished for you. You need to take this personal tonight. They are getting things accomplished for you. You'll know that things are getting accomplished in the midst of the deepest darkness that the world has ever seen. Now, Father, as we go to your word tonight, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would so increase and that the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom would just rest and hover upon your people. And I pray that, Lord, you would light into fire your word into our heart. That, Lord, when we hear your voice tonight, that we will stand at attention. That, Lord, your word would thunder in this house tonight upon your body and upon your people. And I thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are preparing the body of Christ. You are preparing your people even now for things that are yet ahead that we are about to walk into. I thank you that you are commissioning your holy angels amongst us, Lord, to move forward in the advancement of the kingdom of God. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and shout amen. I want to give you a biblical reference tonight. I want you to just put it in your notes because I don't want to go at length into the scripture. But it's Matthew chapter 13. When Jesus begins to talk about the great harvest at the end of the age, he also describes the working and the ministry of the angels. He said, Jesus said he will literally, they will be commissioned from heaven as the reapers and they will separate the wheat from the chaff. That's Matthew 13. Now, you're in Matthew 24, are you not? Yes. Matthew 24, I want your eyes to fall upon there. And this is when Jesus' disciples have now come to him on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. They're inquiring to Jesus about his return. And then Jesus begins to open up to them and he begins to warn them. We talked about this last week. He warns them concerning a deception that would come at the end of the age. Remember that? Jesus warned them concerning being deceived. Then he goes on and he begins to speak about signs of the end of the age. And some of these signs at the end of the age would be lawlessness, would be abounding. He said that the gospel would also be preached throughout the entire earth before the end coming. He also described a time when sadly, tragically, Jerusalem will be surrounded by wicked armies throughout the earth. Then he also talked about a glorious return of the Son of Man coming to conquer his own enemies. Can you say amen? amen. Now, here's some powerful words from Jesus tonight. Matthew 24, I'm beginning to read in verse 3. And now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, Lord, tell us when these things will be. And what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered unto them and said, Take heed that no one deceives you. 
For many will come in my name, saying that I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Notice that. They will deceive many. You will hear of wars. You will hear of rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Hallelujah. I love that. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must, must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. And all these things are yet the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Can you imagine them sitting there with Jesus in the Mount of Olives hearing this word? Powerful. You will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. They will betray one another. They will hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. We're going to look at a few more verses in that same chapter in just a moment. But Jesus goes on through, throughout Matthew 24. He begins to describe a time of what we know to be the great tribulation. We also know it to be the 70th week of Daniel, the prophet Daniel, that began to describe this time of the end times unfolding for us on planet Earth. So Jesus is talking about false Christ. He leads up into the time of the revealing of the Antichrist in this same chapter. But then he goes on in verse 27. Let your eyes go there. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the, the coming of the Son of Man be. And wherever the carcass is, the eagle will gather together. Immediately after the tribulation in those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. And then the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth, they shall mourn when they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with the sound of the great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, one end of heaven to the other. Wow. Say hallelujah. Wow. Verse 36, but of that day and of that hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now look at this unique phrase right here. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. These are the words of Jesus. Read it. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. 
I want you to underline this unique phrase in verse 37 that Jesus gave here. Jesus said, as in the days of Noah. I want to speak to you for the next few moments tonight about as in the days of Noah. That is our message tonight. Just as God provided one solitary way of escape for Noah and his family, he has also provided one solitary way of escape. His name is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. He is that way. The apostle in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostle puts it like this, the apostle Luke. He says, neither is there salvation in any other way or in any other name under heaven given, given amongst which men might be saved. Let's make that very clear tonight and establish that as our pillar. There is no other way that salvation can come except through Christ alone. It is the power of that name. When we release the power and the authority of that name here in worship, I'm telling you, heaven and earth are testifying to the glory and the reality that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Go ahead and shout tonight. Jesus is our ultimate prophet. Write it down. Jesus is our ultimate prophet. Jesus was not just a good teacher. He was not just a good rabbi. He was most certainly the son of God, the son of man, the son of David, the son of Abraham. But I want you to know tonight in his identity, Jesus was also prophet, priest, and king. Jesus was also prophet, priest, and king. He is our ultimate prophet. Now, we need to take heed when Jesus is prophesying. Hello, are you with me? We need to take heed when Jesus is prophesying. He gives this unique phrase. This is a very unique phrase. They are asking, what are going to be the signs? And Jesus gives this incredible sign as it was in the days of Noah. Right up to the days before the flood. It's going to be just like that when the Son of Man comes in all of His glory and power. This is amazing. Now, who was Noah? Let's look at it tonight in Genesis 6. Who was Noah? Genesis 6. The Bible says that Noah, he was a just man. He was perfect in his generations. That's what the word says. When you, when you take a hold of that word generations and you study it, it literally means in his genetics. It means that Abraham was perfect in his genetics because the genetic code had been so skewed because of what happened with demonic spirits mingling, co-mingling with mankind. And what God saw on the earth was so grieving unto him. So it says that Noah was a perfect man in his generations. His genetics were clean. It says that he was a man that walked with God. Genesis 6 verse 9. It says that Noah had three sons. They were Shem. They were Ham. They were Jepheth. 
And then when God brought this universal flood upon the earth to destroy all of mankind, only Noah and his family were spared. Him and his wife, his three sons, and their wives. And before we read in, in Genesis 6, I'm going to read you a verse out of 2 Peter 2. The Apostle Peter says that God did not spare the ancient world, but he saved Noah, one of eight people. And then he goes on. Peter says he was a preacher of righteousness. I want you to write that down tonight. Who was Noah? He walked perfectly before God. He was just before God, but he was a preacher of righteousness. I want you to grab hold of that tonight. And then Peter goes on, he says, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. When you look in Genesis 6, verse 11, we see there was widespread violence in the days of Noah. Do not miss that. Widespread violence. And the earth was so corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, so God looked upon the earth, and indeed... It was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Amazing. The earth was filled with violence. Now, since Jesus began to talk about the last days, he paralleled us with the time of the society of Noah's day. And when you look further into Genesis 6, into the scriptures, it begins to de describe to us the conditions, the conditions of the very time that we're living in. Not long after God placed his very image and his very likeness. We know that God made man in his very image and his very likeness. And that's why even Lucifer himself, who was transformed, went through a metamorphosis into who we know as Satan. And all of his fallen angels with him, we know there is an ultimate reason why he hates mankind. It is beyond just desiring to be worshipped. He is furious that God made men and women, sons and daughters, in his very likeness and image. And he cannot stand that. It torments him. Are you with me tonight? But not long after God placed mankind in the earth, after he created us, tragically, mankind refused to follow the goodness of God. Tragically, Refuse to follow after the heart of God. It's tragic, isn't it? They walked away from all the benefits of God's instructions over their lives. Their lives were to be blessed, in, in, immeasurably blessed. Their lives were, be, were to be safe and secure and literally living in the glory of the Lord. In the manifest glory, in the manifest presence of God. They walked with no shame, no guilt, no condemnation. They were given dominion over the earth. Think of that. Think of that. Given dominion over the earth. Yet, sin came. And instantly and quickly, they began to head towards self-destruction. 
Following Adam and Eve's example here, we find even in their own family, listen, listen to these words, in their own family, violence took hold. Murder, death hit their own family. Their son Cain, killing, murdering their precious son Abel. Think of that. And from that time, humanity began to sink into a time of hostility, into a time of utter corruption. And by that time, the Lord said he saw the wickedness of man. I'm reading Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. The Lord saw the wickedness of men, and it was great in the earth. And watch these words. That every intent and the thoughts of their heart, their imagination, was evil continually. Let that sink in. Are you with me tonight? Their thoughts were continually evil. Their imaginations were evil. They slips into such a warped corruption that mankind was always meditating or being moved or bent in a way where they would yield to evil or they desired to spawn even more evil. Isn't that amazing? But the next verse is one of the most sobering verses in all the Bible that you need to take hold of tonight. Because of this, God said that he was sorry. Think of that. Think of that. Let the gravity of that take hold of you tonight. God said that he was sorry that he created mankind. Sorry that he created mankind. And in verse 13 again, he says, The end of all flesh has come up before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them in the earth. This is strong language. I want you to grab a hold of this key point tonight. Here's the key point. God is grieving. And he's, he's not grieving because he made a mistake. Because God makes no mistakes. God's not grieving because he made a mistake. What is he grieving over? He's grieving over the hearts of humanity who took their freedom and chose death instead of life. Remember the word says, God says, I set before you life and death. Choose life, right? I've set before you blessing and cursing. Choose blessing. Yet, God's heart was so grieved. His heart was so grieved. Humanity had fallen in such depravity that they lost their original intention from the heart of God. I want your eyes to fall on Proverbs chapter 1 tonight. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 29. And I'm sure the slide will be there. There it is. It says, because they hated knowledge, verse 29, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. You need to underline this in your scripture. Grab hold of it tonight. Because they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord... They would have none of my counsel and despised even my rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fantasies. My God, that is so powerful. That's heavy. That is heavy. Tonight, 
I want you to consider deeply the age that we are living in. I want you to think about the crescendo of violence that we are seeing right now in the earth, in this nation, and the nations of the earth. I want you to think what has happened just in the last 20, 30 years, the trajectory, the elevation of violence that has hit the nations. And, and, and many times, we, we don't sit back objectively. We become so subjective to what is happening all around us that there's another mass shooting here, there's another mass shooting here, there's another killing here, there's an outrageous scourge of violence, and it's almost like we become numb. Are you hearing me tonight? It's almost like we become numb. This morning, my, my day started in a place that I didn't want it to start, but I, I came across... I came across the story of a little girl, a little girl on our border. She's not even 10 years old. And one, one of our military was there trying to comfort this little child. She's eight, eight years of age. And they're trying to speak to the child and say, what, what has happened to you? Are you okay? Are you okay? How can I help you? And the little girl's voice is cracking her, her vocal cords will not work. And so one of our military officials said, I need help. I need another adult. Come, come, quickly, quickly. Only to find out, once they interviewed the girl, the little girl had been brutally, brutally gang raped all through the night. And she screamed out her voice with all of her might all through the night for help. I'm talking about a, a, an evil, a vileness that is in our planet that we are having to look at right now. Folks, people are becoming animals. People are becoming monsters. My heart was broken. My heart was broken. My heart is broken right now. The earth is experiencing a vile Vomit of violence. Are you going to be okay during this message? I need to know. I need to know. Are you going to be okay? We need to go the distance tonight. And I'm bringing a word tonight. Violence in our nation is growing. Are you seeing it? Are you understanding that it is increasing? There is an alarm that is going off globally. Just the global violence in the last 100 years. I read some key things in the last several days and today. I want you to listen to this. Wars in the past 100 years have killed more people on the earth than during the previous 500 years combined. That's in the book, War and Conflict. In the year 2010, if you're taking some notes, in the year 2010, an estimated 203 million people were killed by wars just in the 20th century. Think of that. Between 
170 and 360 million were killed by governments in the 20th century during our wars. It's hard to fathom. I'm going to say that again. Between 170 and 360 million people were killed by governments in the 20th century during our wars. Recently, more civilians have been dying because of armed conflicts by combatants themselves. Accounting for 90% of the casualties we've been seeing since 1945. In the last decade, listen, in the last decade, war has claimed millions of lives. An estimated 2 to 3 million children have been killed and more than 4 and 5 million children have been disabled beyond belief. Here is another silent violence that is happening in the world. There is a silent violence that is being perpetuated around the earth. It is global abortion. The deliberate killing of innocent children. This is what, this, this stuns me. It's hard to get out. It's hard to communicate. But I'm telling you, as a messenger from the Lord, I cannot ignore the things that the Lord is wanting me to speak and bring before you. Each year, about 44 million abortions are performed globally. In the year 2019, in the latest study, now it's more than 50 million global abortions are happening every year. Folks, what is causing this? Let's, go, let's just go to the roots of what we're dealing with. 50 million innocent children snuffed out of their lives, their destiny, their calling, their families. Everything that God had dreamt for them. Why? Sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Fornication. Adultery. Sexual fornication. Think about what is happening and escalating right now in the nations, folks. And God is not an indifferent bystander just watching it all. Folks, there is a judgment that is coming. There is a verdict from heaven that will be rendered against this violence. Jesus said, out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. Let that sink in. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Jesus said... For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. Those are the words of Jesus, my friend. And we are presently living in an age right now that when you speak concerning these things, 
murder or adulteries or fornication or even thefts or false witness or blasphemies. We're living in an age where this is actually open and it's commonplace. We're living in a nation. We're living in a nation, ladies and gentlemen, where this is open and commonplace and people are not even blushing over their sins. They're arrogant and prideful over it. We desperately need a God encounter. Friends, we don't need a great service tonight. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will transform this country. I hope you're with me tonight. And I am sober. I am sober. Jesus says, it will be as in the days of Noah. The earth will be filled with a violence. Notice that God said he was literally even sorry at that point for creating mankind. I'm telling you what, folks, that is, that's deep. Wow. Violence is increasing all around America. And I'm not a catastrophist. I'm not a fear monger. But I, I am very, very concerned of where we are going for the year of 2021 and the darkness that we're going to see in this country before the light breaks forth. Are you with me tonight? When violence increases, what happens is the Word of God must become center stage. The book of Hosea Hosea chapter 4. The word of the Lord has to become center stage for us tonight. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint. With bloodshed upon bloodshed, therefore the land will mourn. And everyone who dwells therein will waste away. That is strong. That is strong. I want you to listen to the words of the Apostle Peter. I don't know if I gave these scriptures to them tonight, but it's in 2 Peter 2. When Peter began to speak about the days of Noah, he referenced this. He said that God did not spare the ancient world. I'm in verse 5. But he saved Noah, one of the eight people. He was a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. And then he goes on and says, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. Wow. That is sobering. Notice how the Apostle Peter ties the days of the days of Noah even to Sodom and Gomorrah and how God dealt with it. I'm telling you, folks, when you talk about the judgment of God, people laugh in your face. You talk to unbelievers. You talk to those that are in the world about the judgment of God. They may spit in your face. They may laugh in your face. But what's more convicting to me is that when you talk 
to the church when you when you talk to the church because right now we are living in a generation of everyone who is amassing to voices that are just telling them good news we have gotten so far away from the very heart of God that we must remember God is just. And he is going to deal with this corruption in the earth. He is going to pour out his judgment on this planet and deal with the wickedness of sin, my friend. Are you with me, those of you that are online? I can't hear you. I can barely hear those in here tonight. Are you with me? Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24. He described his coming as a thief in the night. I want you to hear this tonight. He described his own coming. Remember, Jesus is prophet, priest, and king. When Jesus is prophesying, brother, you better sit up, and you better sit up straight and hear with your spirit. He says he's going to come like a thief in the night. Just like the people in Noah's day. People in the end times right now, they are ignoring the warning messages. Do you all understand that? People are ignoring the warnings. When I think about... Last year, when I, when I think about, I, I, Josiah and I were there worshiping with Sean Foy amongst, uh, Cody and Santa were right there next to us. We were, we were there worshiping before the Lord on the mall of Washington. And it was just days after all of these prophetic gifts came crying out at the return with Jonathan Kahn. You remember this? I remember watching Jonathan Kahn. I was overwhelmed by the anointing and the authority of the word that was coming out of his lips. I literally felt like I was watching the prophet Jeremiah stand in America and thunder to us. We must repent and we must return. But I'll tell you what, I'm fearful at times before the Lord of what I see that is happening in the United States of America. Hear this. These are the words of Jesus. Verse 37 of Matthew 24. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 39. It says, they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. And so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 44. Jesus says, therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Watch therefore, for you do not know the hour that your Lord is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known what the hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed the house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. And you know what? I am baffled in 2021 that you can go to all of our prophetic conferences and no one is talking about the soon return of Jesus Christ to this earth. 
We can get a word on everything else. We can, we can get a word on the DNA of feathers out of angels' wings. We can get words on gold dust, and I've seen plenty of it, brother. I'm not minimizing it, but I'm telling you, there's something wrong with the call that is going out throughout America and throughout the nations. We have to hear the trumpet call. It's the word of the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming soon. Honey, am I doing all right? I know I'm coming strong. Am I doing all right? Okay. Thank you. Folks, he's coming. And I'm telling you what, I'm standing at attention. I'm sleeping at attention. I'm getting up at attention. I'm watching what is happening in the world. I'm watching the gross darkness that is growing up. And yes, oh yeah, but you're too quick to say, oh Brian, but talk about the glory of the Lord upon us. Are you seeing the darkness? Because God wants to thrust us into a deep, gross darkness to reveal the light and the glory of his power. But you have to understand, folks, you are going to be thrust into something that is extremely dirty and messy. If you think that this is all going to be clean and all in some nice church meetings and all done decently and in order, you got another thing coming. I've been telling you for years, we are escalating to a divine confrontation against the forces of darkness. This is like fire in my bones. He said, you're not going to know the hour. You're not going to know the hour. Now listen to Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians 5. Please go there. 1 Thessalonians 5. The Apostle Paul gives this warning about the day of the Lord. He says the day of the Lord is going to be like a thief in the night. But there's some really good news in here too. <laughs> Chapter 5. In verse 1, while you're turning there, I know things have been a little different tonight. I know you saw the police escort someone off of our property tonight, and that needed to happen. And we were on our watch, and hallelujah, it's done. It's done. Glory to God. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1. Are you there? But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. For you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now, now, where did Paul get those words? He got those words from the prophet himself. Who's he quoting? Thank you. He's quoting Jesus. He says, you yourself, you know that the day of the Lord is so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety... Then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, but you, victory, hello, you, victory, you're not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You just missed your place to say amen. 
<laughs> there was your pause. You're not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. You are not of the night. You are not of the darkness. Hallelujah. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, they get drunk at night. Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love and the helmet of, of the hope of salvation. Underline it. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him and therefore Comfort one another and edify one another just as you are also doing. God has not appointed us unto wrath. In the coming weeks, I'm going to speak to you about the coming of the Lord. And I'm going to talk to you about the rapture of the church. And I'm going to talk to you about the second coming. Now, when I say the rapture, there are many scoffers in this day concerning the rapture. And I'm going to break open the scriptures for you and show you some things very clearly that I want you to grapple with and wrestle with. It's very important. Very important for this hour. God has not appointed us under wrath, verse 9, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter said there will be scoffers. Scoffers concerning the Lord's return in the last days. Noah was a prophet of God. How many of you know Noah was most likely mocked? <laughs> I know it could be a stretch. Am I stretching the scriptures? He could have been mocked. He, he could have been really ridiculed for his faithfulness. His sons were probably very ridiculed, scoffed at their work on the ark. Think of that. And of course he was probably mocked. And scoffed at because he was a preacher of righteousness. But the Bible tells us that in the last days, according to the authority of Jesus' words, our ultimate prophet, before he comes in the earth, it's going to be just as the days of Noah. And violence is going to be growing up everywhere in the earth. Scoffers will come, 2 Peter chapter 3. You can put it in your notes, verses 3 and 4. It says, scoffers will come in the last days. And you know what they'll be saying? Where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of his coming? Scoffers, unbelievers, mocking. Oh, we've heard that for years. We've heard, we've heard that, that Jesus would come back. Oh, sure. My dear friend. I'm telling you, with every cell that is in my body, he is going to come for his bride, just as he promised. The bridegroom, he said, he said, I go away. This is John, John 14. I go away to prepare a place for you. I go away to my father to prepare a place for you so that where I am, I will receive you unto me and you will be able to come there as well. He's coming. And the bridegroom is preparing our chamber right now. Hallelujah. He is preparing the chamber right now. 
There is heavenly activity going on. Ladies and gentlemen, I remember we started at the front of this train with John Kilpatrick's prophetic word concerning the angels being released in these last days to help thrust us into the harvest. Folks, there is so much heavenly activity going on in the realms of the heavens and in the earth right now. We are in the preparations of the most glorious final days in this age. He's coming. He's coming. Luke 21. Luke 21. And I'm going to begin to read in verse 34. Jesus said, but take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. Lest your heart be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness in the cares of life. And that day of Christ's coming and God's wrath come on you unexpectedly. Whoa. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all of these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Wow. I would say personally right now, this generation is much like the days of Noah. And Jesus pointed to these days, yet the people were totally oblivious of the coming judgment that was at the door. They were totally oblivious We've got prophets now saying, oh, you know what? The Lord can't return. The rapture of the church can't happen for another 20, 30 years. It's not time for that. I'm telling you what, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It is absolutely ridiculous to hear prophetic voices saying that. Oh, it's not time for that. Oh, yeah, well, who sets the timetable for that? Your favorite apostle, your favorite prophet, or does Jesus set the timetable? Come on, folks. Come on. There was no awareness of the judgment of God that was about to fall upon the people in Noah's day. They didn't, listen, they didn't realize anything was wrong until Noah walked into the ark. And what happened? God closed the door behind him. It was the hand of God that shut the family of Noah into that ark. They didn't know anything. They were so oblivious of what was going on. Aren't you seeing things escalate? Aren't you walking in the stores? And what do they do when when you walk into the store? I don't know how long my umbilical cord is tonight. Oh, I've got a little bit. Man, I could come farther than I thought. Hallelujah. I may actually come and get you tonight. Now we're being trained. You walk into any store, they walk right up to you. Beep, 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 right? Beep, 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 right? What are they doing? They're taking your temperature. Well, you're being conditioned to be red. Why are you being conditioned to be digitally red? I'll tell you, because Revelation 13 is coming faster than we could ever imagine. 
Revelation 13 is going to come alive on this planet and everything in the global markets right now are being set in place for it, ladies and gentlemen. No, I do not think the vaccine is the mark of the beast. No, I don't. But there is coming a true mark that's going to hit this planet. And they're going to demand that you yield to it. If it's not mask, now it's going to be the vaccine. The vaccine's going to go to farther places, to farther places, and we're going to see stuff rolling out before our eyes. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is the church going to wake up? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the church is going to wake up, or like most pastors around America, they can't wait to get over the hump so they can just keep preaching messages that don't mean anything. They can keep, they can keep putting the sheep to bed another week after another week after another week. And where's the voices of the watchmen sounding the alarm? The Lord is coming. Prepare the way. Prepare your heart. Be ready. I want to have a prophetic conference, and I want to have some voices that will actually thunder. You better get ready for the coming of the Lord. I thank God that when I was growing up in the church as a young boy and as a young man and as a teenager that I had men of God and women of God thundering the scriptures telling us the Lord is coming soon. Prepare your heart. Be ready for his coming. I thank God. I want you to write this down. People do not know how ripe this world is for the judgment of God. People do not know how ripe this world is for the judgment of God. And here we are trying to shake a church from its lethargy to wake up. What are we seeing right now? We're seeing a world crisis. We are seeing a global world crisis, ladies and gentlemen. We're seeing disasters everywhere. We're seeing earthquakes. See, now when you, when you, you can hear this and think, oh, he's just fear-mongering. No, if you're hearing this and you don't see it, you're asleep. You're asleep at the wheel, baby. There's disasters, there's earthquakes, hurricanes. Terrible hurricanes, financial crisis, the increase, the increasement of fires, crazy fires like we have never seen. And I'll tell you, I believe some of it's man-made. We're seeing floods. We're seeing famines. We're seeing a pandemic of insanity. We're seeing governmental takeovers right now making a way for a global takeover, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. People may acknowledge in our generation, people may acknowledge they believe in the existence of God. Y'all still with me? Can I have about another hour? <laughs> you guys are fun. I'll wrap up soon. 
A lot of people, they say they, they believe in the existence of God. They're like, pick a God. Pick a God. Pick, pick one of the 330 million, you know, Hindu gods. Pick a, pick a nice fat Buddha, a nice fat chubby Buddha to sit in your house, a nice gold one or a nice bronze one, huh? Try one of those. They're like, pick a God. Pick any God you want. Some people will say, they're, they're good with Jesus, but yet all the while they live as, as if God doesn't even exist. They can play religious all they want, but they live. But they live in such a way as if God doesn't even exist. And they get to do whatever they want. You know why? They lack a total fear of the Lord. They don't fear the holiness of God. And the sad fact of the matter is, uh, there's a high level majority of the church that doesn't fear the holiness of God. That's going to change. That's going to change. That's going to change. Isaiah chapter 5. The prophet Isaiah, he said it the best. I can't say it any better. i got to quote him. Isaiah 5 verse 20. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. There is a day of reckoning coming. There is a judgment time that God has set in place for this earth. It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. I advise you to live soberly. I advise you to live wisely. I advise you to seek counsel from the Holy Spirit so you don't live frivolously. Are you all all right? What does America need? We need Jesus. And we need a sweeping outpouring of his glory and fire upon this great nation of ours. We need a sweeping awakening and revival that will change hearts where God says, if my people, if my people, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will, I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he will do it. But if we will be the ones to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, God said, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what God excels at? Forgiving sins. He excels at healing nations. I'm amazed at how many prophetic voices that we have that can't tell the nation to repent. I'm going to say that again. I cannot believe how many prophetic voices can't tell the nation to repent. 
Paul writes a letter to his, his protege, Timothy, his spiritual son. He said, there's going to come a time that people aren't even going to be able to endure sound doctrine. They're going to heap up for themselves teachers, preachers, prophets to tell them everything that they want to hear. People are going to give to it. People are going to become partners to their ministry. People are going to get their newsletters. And they're going to tell them everything that they want to hear. Can I ask you a question? Can God tell you something that you don't desire to hear? Can God tell you something that you don't desire to hear? We fight against it so much. We fight against it so much. Folks, the Lord wants us holy. The Lord wants us holy. The Lord wants us clean. You know that Jesus deserves a bride who will make itself holy before him. I'm about to close. Immediately after those tribulation days, they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. See, Jesus is not just coming, but he's bringing a kingdom with him. He's coming with his heavenly kingdom. According to the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be coming with him because we will be coming from the marriage supper of the Lamb that happens in heaven and it says that we will mount white horses with Jesus himself and we shall return with him and we will watch him utterly destroy and conquer his enemies. We will watch, we will watch the fire of his breath destroy his enemies. It says in Jeremiah and it says in Isaiah that when he destroys his enemies, his, his vestige, his, his robe will be so covered in blood bringing vengeance and recompense to the nations. And then his feet after that, his feet will step down Zechariah 14. And he will stand on the Mount of Olives where he prophesied to us and said, so as in the days of Noah shall be just like the days of my coming. He will step down there, Zechariah 14. And Jerusalem will literally be split open by an earthquake he will blow open the eastern gate and he will I don't know how he's going to do it he may just hoverboard <laughs> across the valley that just looked really nice to me in my mind just hoverboard across the valley of Kidron and blow open that eastern gate upon that temple mount and he shall establish his throne and he shall begin his kingdom reign on earth as it is in heaven He's coming. He's coming. I believe in our lifetime, ladies and gentlemen, we shall be taken, taken with him into the bridal chamber. We shall behold him, taken up with him into the bridal chamber, celebrated with our bridegroom, and set at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I will see you there, and you will see me there. And we will raise a toast to the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
Revelation 21, verse 4. It says, in that day, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. The former things have passed away. Folks, I'm telling you, I have such an appetite for that right there. I can't wipe out that little precious girl this morning of what she endured through the night. I can't even cry out. Violence. Sorrow. Weeping. Pain. There's coming a kingdom. He's going to wipe away every tear. There's going to be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. The former things are going to be passed away. I'm living for this kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, I'm so grieved by the filth of the news. I'm living for this kingdom come. I'm living for this kingdom come. I'm living for this kingdom come. I'm looking for the king. I'm listening for the sound of his trumpet. Hallelujah. Isaiah, and I'm going to close right here tonight. I hope you all are all right. Because I'm preaching the word of God to you. If you're not all right, something's wrong. Isaiah 2 and verse 4. The day when he, that is Jesus, he shall judge amongst the nations. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. And neither shall they learn of war anymore. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know what's awesome? Is that Noah found grace in the sight of God. He found grace. And he was taken to escape the wrath that came upon this earth. You and I have obtained grace. For it's by grace that you and I have been saved. It's by grace through faith not of ourselves, lest we should boast. It is a gift of God. The grace of God has come to redeem and save us and also to keep us from the wrath that is to come in this soon coming hour, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to cherish and celebrate his bride at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I wonder, are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Will you be there? Hallelujah. I want you to put your Bibles aside if you would. Father, we pray for the church universally in the United States of America right now. We pray for an awakening in the church. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will shake America. You will shake America. You will shake the church right now and awaken them, Lord. Let the alarm of heaven be released, Lord, over America. The alarm of heaven be sound over your church to awaken from sleep. 
Utaye karusta rababasika hisatarita dushilalabareta. Awaken, awaken God, awaken your people. Lord, I thank you that your holy angels, they're here and they're even present right now in this meeting. I thank you, Lord, that you are sending more of your powerful, powerful angels from your throne to us. You're going to bring us into this great harvest. You are preparing the harvesters in this place even now. You are giving us a greater anointing, a greater vision, a greater authority than ever before. You are preparing us to deal with the devil. You are preparing us to drive out darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will, be, we will do far more than just sing songs, Lord. We will be moving in authority and power to trample over all the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Father. I pray fire upon you tonight of the Holy Ghost. Fire and glory and glory and fire and fire and glory and glory and fire upon you, church. And though darkness is covering this earth, and though deep darkness even the people, the glory of the Lord shall arise upon us. It shall be seen upon us. Kings shall come. Yes, the nation shall come to the brightness of your rising. Oh, hallelujah. They're going to come from the north, south, east, and the west. They're going to come. They're going to come into the light. Would you lift your hands tonight? Let's begin to call in the harvest. Come on, let's begin to call in the harvest right now. Call in the harvest, my dear friends. Call it in. Call it in. America is depending on us right now. Come. Come, come, come to the Lord. Prodigals, come to the Lord. Prodigal sons and daughters, come to the Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Pour out your spirit here, O oh God. Pour out your spirit here, O oh God. Holy Spirit of God, prepare the way. Prepare the way. Prepare the way, O oh God. Prepare the way, O oh God. I think about that word. Some of you will, this will resonate with you that we're in our prayer meeting a couple weeks ago when Debbie Daly got up and she said the Lord, she heard the sound of the Lord sharpening us, sharpening us like a sword is sharpened, like a sword is being sharpened. And I've been hearing that again tonight. The Lord is sharpening us tonight, sharpening our sickles for the harvest, sharpening our lives and getting us ready, ready for harvest time. Shh. <sighs>
Oh, God. Oh, God. Folks, don't, is, don't insulate your heart from the Lord showing you something that's difficult to bear up under. When the Spirit of God begins to show you the depravity in our generation, don't turn away from it. Keep looking at it. And let the Lord break your heart. Let the Lord break open your wells of compassion within you. It's called revival. It's called awakening. Because if the Lord can break you for souls, then He will mantle you to become a mighty soul winner. So now I pray that on the house tonight. With your hands lifted, I pray that on the house tonight. Lord, that this would become a mighty soul-winning station. A mighty soul-winning station, Lord, everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, God. That we will be burning. Burning. Ready. Burning. Preaching your word. Healing the sick. Casting out demons. Freely we've received. Now we freely go. And we give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand tonight. Come on, all over the building, let's stand. Hallelujah. Cody, would you join us? I want to go right into that, Stephen. God of revival. God of revival.
nation. Come awaken this nation. Oh God of revival, pour it out. Pour every stronghold. Come on. Every stronghold will crumble. And I hear the chains hit the ground. God of Light the fire, Holy Spirit. Light the fire. Light the fire, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, light the fire. Fresh fire on every life, Lord. Fresh fire on every life. Fresh fire on every life, God. Carriers of your glory. Carriers of your glory. Lord, we thank you. You are preparing our city. Even your angels are at work in this entire region and throughout all the state of Florida. Oh, God, you're preparing the forerunner state for the outpouring. Hallelujah. You're preparing the state for outpouring, for awakening. You're doing it now. You're doing it now, Lord. You're doing it now. You're preparing us, Lord. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Kushile bakara yataya. Kuchaya kaya taya. Kuru teata kate. Kuyatai kaya te raya siya raya. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. You're preparing us. Returning. You're preparing us. 
I wonder if we can open the altars right now here at Victory. Let's come. Let's press in. Let's call on the Lord. Let's call on the Lord. Let's pray tonight. Let's pray for our nation tonight. Let's pray for America tonight. Let's pray for the turning. Let's pray for the return. Hallelujah. Let's come together. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.